Welcome to the Anime Research Society podcast, episode 8, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink podcast. Our mission is to explore the depths of anime, the good, the bad, and the absolutely insane. We'll take a look at some of the best and worst of the season, and some recommendations to lead you on your anime research journey. I'm your host, Remington, and joining us today are a panel of experts, Lisa. Hi, Remington. <laughs> Cole. It's a new season, it's a new me. Whoa. <laughs> and Preston. I'm already broken inside. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. We were starting off so good. Why didn't? Uh, why am I the only one that said hello to Remington? Can everyone say hello to Remington? Thank you. Hi, Remington. Lisa tells me to say hi to you, so this is my contra- contractually obligated hello. Hello. You don't like me this week. <laughs> I whatever. Didn't even, I didn't even get to the bad picks of this week, but whatever. Yeah, I'm already broken because of one of those picks. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie, Remington. I love you. Yeah, that's it. That's nice. No, that was very nice. <laughs> I did. But she doesn't love your choices. I, I, that's it. <laughs> we're we're gonna leave it at that. Just a confession week. <laughs> real real confession time, guys. I didn't watch Cutie Honey. Okay, that's so you didn't do your job. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, my this, job. this podcast off but to a great start. I have a general idea of what it is, and I'm gonna talk as if I've watched it. It's gonna be great. Uh, wow, that can't exciting. go wrong at all. That's very exciting. I'm sure it will be very accurate. Mm. All I right. have some ideas. <laughs> so this week we are looking at Megalobox and Cutie Honey Universe. We're going to be talking about the first three episodes of each anime, and that means we are going to get into spoiler territory. So, you know, if you're not ready for that, just back on now. Or just yeah. load up Crunchyroll slash another website for Cutie Honey yeah. and get on it right now. Find it completely legally through Sentai Filmworks or... Illegally, however you're going to do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I went on YouTube and just typed in Kitty Honey. And they had every really? they had you, They had the episodes very, on YouTube? Yeah, I was like, how's nobody taking this I went Daily Motion. <laughs> yeah. I, I used Kiss I Anime. <laughs> That's... I don't know. It's it's a crazy week. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh... It's yeah, also... Yeah. Lisa, Lisa couldn't be bothered to type in the name of the anime. And it's also... A I did. I did. <laughs> And a lot of links came up. A lot of links I didn't want to click came up. And I was just like, nope. It's also a 50th anniversary week for it both is. of these. Yeah. These Wait, are both oh. celebratory anime. Oh. This. Oh, yeah. And we can already tell that, spoiler alert, one of them was way, yeah. way, <laughs> way better than the yeah, other. Yeah, one was a lot more planned out than the other one. But yeah. uh, let's get into that. Uh, so we're going to start with Megalobox. Uh, the golden I child. <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but go ahead. Yeah. All right. So Megalobox starts with, uh, we start with our main protagonist who has no name, which I really liked. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, he's simply going by the name Junk Dog. And uh, we get that sort of feeling that he doesn't really care about anything, just except for one thing, and that is Megaloboxing. I want to fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, what main anime protagonist doesn't just want to fight. <laughs> I think he want, he does, doesn't want to fight in like a completely different way, though. I think with him, it's like... <laughs> it's more from the soul. Yeah, like it's like, kill me or let me fight. <laughs> yeah, I have some thoughts about that, but anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get to know what megaloboxing is, and megaloboxing is 
pretty much regular boxing, but with... With, with mech arms. Yeah, with these mech yeah. arms on top. And, uh... So he made us watch Real Steel, is what you're telling me. No, yeah. it's better than Real Steel. It's Real Steel with soul. I'd also, <laughs> I'd also just like to, as an aside right now, before you go into it, yeah. like, is just boxing with mech arms. So this means that these guys are suffering even more concussions and even more horrific brain damage yeah, slash like bodily, like organ loss because of this. Okay, this is one of my questions. Hold on, hold on. So is this like post-apocalyptic kind of like evolved future? I think it's just the future. I mean, yeah, it's, okay. it's to believe that it is. So can one I- surmise that perhaps at this point in time in future with the advent of the megaloboxing that maybe people's skulls are a little bit thicker and maybe they can, you know, Why would we assume the, that? I don't know. Lisa's adding science to make sense of the I didn't say I was adding science. I mean, science. evolution <laughs> is done over a period of hundreds of thousands of years and this looks like it's set like 30, 40 years in the future. I'm assuming they could all get injections. Yes, we're going to inject you uh, a yeah. formula <laughs> to make your skulls thicker. Yes. Just, just that part. Just, just, just that. Liquid, just, ca- just caking. Caking that skull. Okay, straight up, that's sounds pretty stupid. Yeah. It, it sounds like it would fit, though. Midichlorians are a lot stronger now. <laughs> <laughs> continuing on with yeah, what happens. Yeah, continuing on. Um, so, yeah, he, he is an underground boxer, which is pretty cool. Um, he is following the guidance of Gansaku Nambu. And let me tell you a little about Nambu. <laughs> this guy is a slime ball. If you want a Rocky coach, this is not your man. <laughs> yeah, this is, he he seems like the, oh, you can do it. You're, you're at the top. But he is just making shady deal after shady deal. Yeah. And he pretty much only hosts fi- fixed matches. And uh, that is not going to fly with our boy Junk Dog. Uh, so, yeah, after another fixed match, Junk Dog gets really mad, rides his motorcycle off into the sunset, and uh, almost hits a very famous woman named uh, Yukiko... What is it? Shirito? Yeah. Yeah, uh, almost hits her. Thought it was weird that she was standing in the middle of the road. Well, she's admiring her new stadium that's being <laughs> built. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand. Why, so why did she walk in the middle of the road? She's just like, oh, look, a bike. Walk, walk, walk. Yeah. Ah. That was probably the only element of this show where I was like, that's a little forced. This is a bit contrived. <laughs> oh, the only one. Okay, yeah, everything continue. else I could, everything oh. else I could just chalk up to being hot-blooded. But this part, I was like, that's, why is she doing that? I don't get it. Um, but yeah, so he almost hits her, and uh, we find out, or he finds out, that she is talking about her whole Megalonia, which is a megaloboxing tournament that is going to revolutionize the sport forever. Even though, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he does not think that it, that is real megaloboxing, and he has problems with it, so her number one boxer, Yuri, decides to just stand up and defend her honor. And Way to go, Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You they, fight for your owner. They had such a cool standoff, though. Yes. It, like, this, this show's really well animated. So, yeah. like, you have, like, the slow-mo rain, everything pauses. It is beautiful. It looks so good. Um, but, yeah, but before they could fight, uh, Yukiko calls him off, and he, they go off and back to wherever they go. They were... There was house in the hills. <laughs> there was the hill. They just ascended. Ivory <laughs> Tower. <laughs> I was like, I don't actually know where the city that would be because this city looks like it's trashed. <laughs> so whatever, yeah. we'll, we'll let that part go. But uh, yeah, the next day he's about to. Uh, Junk Dog's about to get into another fixed match, and instead of his properly scheduled opponent, Yuri shows up, and yeah. he just challenges him one on one, and that's where we end off with episode one. 
I liked it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. (laughs) Lisa? No, I really liked it. I did. I did. I have Uh, questions. Okay. Why was that surprising? Because you made it. I'm actually you made it surprising. sound like you were gonna dislike it yeah. by the way that you were building up to this. No, I, 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 okay, I can like something and still see the flaws, issues, <laughs> issues. I'm not gonna say problems. I'm gonna say issues. Maybe some inconsistencies. Like, um, I don't. It was like, okay. One of my big problems with this one is the whole throne match thing. All right. Okay. So here's what I don't get. It like he's clearly like a powerhouse, and they like build up this whole thing that people know that he can be a powerhouse, right? Who's the powerhouse? Uh, junk dog that, or that, sorry, that the junk junk dog at the time, okay, right? Because okay. we're a junk dog at this point. <clears throat> yeah. And so th- he goes into matches, and he's constantly having to throw the matches. Yeah. Right. Okay, but hold on. Well, it, he went in the the first match that we actually see him throw a match or being forced to throw a match. Mm-hmm. He's in a place where nobody knows him. And they're already favoring the main guy to win. So all he had to do, all, all like slime ball guy had to do was like tell him, okay, just, you know, throw it, like throw yourself and like get, get, you know, knocked out and run out, run out of time for like the first nine matches and match 10, knock him out in one shot. Like well, literally that's all he had to do. They, they could easily have worked around and he wouldn't be as unsatisfied as he was. What I saw with the first fight that they did to make it, uh, a little bit more entertaining was that Junk Dog was at least fighting in that. Like, yeah. he was throwing punches. He was, like, showing superiority and skill. But then uh, Nambu calls him off and says, okay, this is where you lose. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but that's the whole thing. The big, like, the big sense Because of they're conflict. corrupt and they're But look, if and he, they're mafia. Okay, let's say he waited, been, let's say he waited and then yeah. he wins at the last second. Can he ever do that again? He doesn't have to, though. That's the thing. That he could compromise sometimes, you're, right? You, what you gotta you're, understand how to play the con game. Yeah. I understand how to play the con game. Let me tell you. <laughs> I am Master Con Lisa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you this. All I have to say is, like, that be this, the main central conflict arises, and we find this out a few episodes later, that because uh, uh, Junk Dog is so dissatisfied with the fact that he can never actually fight, and all he has to do... Is just say okay, so this this match you can you know show off that you are truly superior after like you know getting like pummeled but for like but that would solve the problem. But they're see he's still not because he's not fighting people who matter. They're exactly, not strong. But it doesn't even matter about that. At least he would still feel like he had some say. All I'm saying is it could have alleviated a little. I bit don't know. Problem. I wouldn't be happy with that. That's. If, if and I you'd still be happy to, to throw to, it right off, like, like right into but, round well, two. Well, no, and he's not happy with that either. Well, exactly. But at least at least he could you know. He all he wants to do is just pummel a guy. He doesn't want to compromise. He though. literally he wants, just wants he to wants pummel his a guy. Way, he doesn't want his ways to fight. He just straight up said, "I want to pummel this guy," and he's like, "No," and and he's but like, "But that doesn't give him enough satisfaction." Yeah. Until Yuri shows up, he doesn't see a challenge in anyone. But in until this society. Yuri, until Yuri shows up, he doesn't know any better. Yeah. That's the other thing. He's grown so, complacent. Yeah. yeah. Lisa's not a dog in the wildlands. She doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't understand how. She doesn't understand how our junk dog minds work. <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> Sorry, where did you all grow up? <laughs> the sticks. <laughs> Outside of the city. Where I was fair. not considered a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is, could have had a voice. It it could have solved. They could have solved some problems. With I think that, that would have just been like a bandaid. It it wouldn't have. True. Solve the issue. Okay, look. 
the real the reality is there would have been no anime if that had actually happened. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's be real there. But but like it could have. I mean, I just it just seemed so unnecessary to like make him throw every single match because then that also builds up a, a, a predictable reputation too. Like eh, I, I felt problems with that. That that's the one I'm thinking. One one of the big issues. I, I think it's with. because he lasts like more than a round every time. It looks like oh, this is gonna be the time where he wins. Yeah, there's so that. Really, still do that. There's that upset underdog mentality yeah. in the fight where it's like whoa, this kid just threw a wicked right, right straight at this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm putting money on him. I'm putting money on him. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, I lost my money anyway. Yeah. Because it was fixed, and they don't well, know it. Well, it was fixed anyway. But anyway, I'm just saying it could have happened. It could have been better. Smarter. Well, what about episode two, Remington? All right, episode two. So, yeah, we pick up right where we left off in the middle of the ring. Uh, Yuri and Junk Dog are going at it. And Yuri's such a, like, he's so snarky. He's so I, smooth. I as hate well. him. I hate him. But he's like, oh, I'm going to beat you with just one hand. And yeah, with a jab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While, while Nebu's just saying, don't do this, Junk Dog, don't do this, you're going to lose. You're dead. Um, but yeah, Junk Dog, of course, takes on the challenge, but he's doing so well that Yuri's forced to use his other hand, yeah. which just infuriates him, and I love that. <laughs> so that was, ah, oh, that was so perfect. And after tasting that little moment of a real fight, Junk Dog decides that he can't keep throwing fights anymore, and he refuses. Yeah. And this, of course, puts him and Nambu in some problems when they meet the owner of this whole little underground boxing thing. Yeah, because Nambu wants money to pay off this debt. Yeah, it turns out Nambu's in debt, and th instead of killing him, <laughs> they give him this one chance to enter Megalonia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's basically... I, I think episode. the final detail there would be, this was where he takes his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, the sign, which I, I love <laughs> oh, how this Oh, this name. Works. Go ahead. I love this. So it's, it's <laughs> district life is great. It's not for your average Joe. <laughs> so he decides, what should his name be? He's going to be Joe. Joe. He is the average Joe, just making it in there. Yep. Yep. I, Guys, he's named after underwear. No, no he's named he's after Joe Boxer. Joe Boxer. Yeah, but Joe underwear. Boxer wasn't named after yeah, for nothing because people were named Joe before they made the brand of <laughs> underwear, Lisa. It doesn't matter. I couldn't stop seeing him as underwear. That is literally, that is so stupid. That is incredibly stupid. Your mom. Anyway. Whoa. 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 Don't you bring my mother into this. You laughed at sex ed, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> When they brought up the reproductive parts, you were laughing, weren't you? Did you? I can tell. What? Okay, moving away from that. <laughs> Five-year-old mindset, Lisa. Five-year-old mindset. Five-year-olds wouldn't have been sex ed Yeah, then. why would you have sex ed at five years old? Okay, why are we looking so deep into this? <laughs> Why'd you bring it up? If you look at the Ontario curriculum, sex ed Okay, okay, all right, all right. What? All right, we are just... <laughs> They don't go right into the reproductive Guys, stuff right off the bat. Let's oh, focus on know. boxing with mech arms <laughs> anyway, for a moment, yeah, please. Boxing with, arms, yeah. um, boxing with mech arms is great, and this episode <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. So, like, I showed my friend the series, and when he watched the first episode, he was first he was kind of let down that they didn't get to the fight. Yeah. And then I showed him the second, and he's like, okay, this was a lot better. But he, he brought up an interesting point. He said, this could have been a movie. And I think that that's kind of true. I think it was a movie. It, it kind of feels like it. Mm -hmm. It feels like it would have been a really high-budget movie, and I would have liked that. But, I mean, I'm fine with it being a series, obviously. But 
I can see what he meant. Just that cutoff point felt yeah. like mm. it wasn't supposed to cut there. I would have been really disappointed in that movie, though. Really? Yeah, I think so. Why? Because how it ends, where uh, like both of them are like, this isn't your form of boxing or whatever. I didn't expect this from your form of boxing. Like they end with kind of like a respect for each other, mm-hmm. but very much so that fight just doesn't have that rich conclusion you expect. Well, no, that wouldn't have been the end of the movie. That would have been the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, okay. I, yeah. I was thinking you no, meant like these that first, terrible. those first two episodes. I'm like, that's a movie. That would have been terrible. No. He rides his motorcycle around, then he boxes and says, hey, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so you're saying like would have had a montage moment of him just running through Megalomania. Yeah. Yeah. They get through yeah. Megalomania in about two, three fights, four maybe. I don't know. And then they get to that final big fight. Oh, okay. that, that would have been a movie. Yeah, I I want to throw this as an aside because this is the episode where I believe we first see the opening for the first time. Yeah, bite, bite, and I don't know what everyone else here thinks about it. Mm. I like the song, don't like the animation. I like Like, I don't like the stuff that's being shown on screen for it. I like both because it just gets me pumped for some reason. Like, Like, there's this hot blood in nature in that song and that animation. There's some weird tonal disconnect. I saw it with, this isn't, I saw it with a friend, um, the Mm -hmm. opening for the first time, and when he saw it, the first thing he says like, so does he just turn into a wolf? That's funny because yeah. my friends said the exact same thing. Yeah, like I was in like a car, I was in a car ride like uh, commuting to work, and my and my friends like yeah. So we watched that right. It's like yeah. It's like so does he just turn into a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the symbolism's almost a little too strong. Yeah. Like I like it. He's a dog in the junkyard. But I can understand somebody not getting it because there there isn't even like a scene of boxing in that intro. I don't think there's any boxing. No, there's no boxing in it. You get like shots of a ring. You get shots of gloves. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I I do get it. I mean, I thought the song was great. Um, just because I love my late '90s pop punk kind (laughs) of garbage, like this this hybrid of like Oasis and a Conaline Crush if they were like stuck in a loveless marriage between each other for like 36 years. That's a very specific note. (laughs) (laughs) That's her notes. (laughs) That's my note right there. But no, I I, I love the song. And I gotta say, I love the music, the soundtrack. I mean, I gotta say, it's it's a little bit predictable to have a hip hop soundtrack to this. Like we've seen it. It's It follows the same tone as like Samurai Champloo and that kind of stuff and the same kind of song music and stuff a little bit updated for like current you know market kind of thing but it's still like really really enjoyable i still like it mainly because they got an actual hip-hop artist to do the soundtrack because normally when they just get a random composer i can tell a little more that it's a lot (laughs) it's just really it 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 just it felt um it felt i mean predictable because of the tone and the the theme and the whole shebang it was was like okay it's a dude macho anime it's gotta be a hip-hop soundtrack but that being aside, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what ties that opening perfectly for me is that I, I think it would have been ruined unless you get that shot of that pure white wolf, with, yeah. which represents Yuri, obviously. Um, but also, I just I love that imagery of junk dog, bike, wolf, just running towards the moon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that intro. I do understand if anybody has complaints with it, just because... Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with the anime, almost, until you start watching you're like, mm. okay, I, I get it, he's the dog. But, it's yeah. so pumped every I mean, time for yeah. an episode, yeah. though. It yeah. just, it felt like, you know what, it felt like a standalone musical, and or mu- uh, music video, 
standalone musical. <laughs> Megalobox the Megalobox musical. musical. Oh no, that would not be good. I'm not afraid of dying. Oh no. <laughs> no, um, it like honestly, it, like I I can forgive that in an opening. Like if it feels like its own standalone music video, it's meant to get you hype. It does the job, then that's okay. Yeah. Uh, if it has nothing to do with the anime. The ending Whatever, does it's nothing an opening. for me, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah the, the ending, ending has nothing. I kept, yeah. I kept skipping the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Just, eh. just next episode, please. All right, episode three. Uh, so, yeah, Nambu enters the tournament for uh, for Junk Dog now named Joe. Um, they start the ranking at the very bottom. It's like 258 or something. Yeah, 257. Yeah. Yes. Ah, that's <laughs> that, that big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Beat Glass Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they plan to fight him, for Joe to fight the strongest people that he can at that time. And uh, while they're getting ready for a fight, they have to get some better gear. Um, so they they go to this factory. It's sort of like seedy underground type stuff. Yeah. And um, we meet these three or four kids who are just stealing parts from people, so that they come and sell them. And they're selling them not for money, but for this drug yeah. known as uh, red candy, which just makes their sad, homeless lives like feel good. It's like ecstasy, I guess. Yeah, and I thought that was really messed up. I was yeah, like, these are kids. But they only <laughs> but, get three pieces. They're also okay. I, I don't I don't see too far of a dissonance there because like that scene before that, they saw like these tiny like six and seven year old kids I'm assuming is the age ten kind of going I would away. say like I ten I don't, I don't know I'm I getting, don't know the, the young one's looking pretty it looks pretty okay, he looks but like, like a pretty young kid like, yeah. he's got he's got that like I've got, eight I've got overalls okay. overalls like, like one overall down that, that's like that's a little kid yeah. that's a little little okay. kid but and they're in that same scene they're like doing a con uh, they're a con they're a con they're, they're like completely hustling the, the this uh, camera shop yeah. Out of a truck, with look, don't question this. Okay. It's the this, is the outside, this, is like, this is outside the distance. But anyway, and they're doing it so so brilliantly <laughs> that I'm pretty sure, uh, and and we get the impression that they're hungry. They're on the streets. That's all they do. They don't have a home. They're sitting there and thing. And I'm pretty sure drugs are kind of the. The their candy. Is, they're candy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing that's going around this society based on what they're painting in the society. So yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, so Satchio, one of the kids, doesn't get any of the candy. There's none for him. And uh, of course he thinks that isn't fair, which leads the shopkeeper to just draw a knife on him yep. and threaten to kill him. Uh, so Joe intervenes, but is interrupted by a former megaloboxer named... Temkin? Potemkin or something like yeah, that? Higashi? Guilty Gear character, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they... they Little Nambu gives them a little lecture, don't get involved, yeah. and then they go back to training. And while they're training, Sachio, that same kid, comes up to them and asks to go to Megalonia with them. And Nambu just says, We don't need any kids. Joe agrees. Like, there's no you reason don't know for them to anything. take this kid. Yeah. What's the point? He's, he's dead weight. I mean, even after, right after he just, you know, schooled Slimy Guy. What was, what's Slimy Guy's name again? Nambu. Nambu. Right after he just schooled him on how to, like, Temper, tamper, temper the uh, the the gear, the frame that he was wearing. Yeah, because yeah. it'll overheat yeah. too fast. Yeah, and he's like, "No, this is exactly what's gonna happen," and it does. And they're like, "You don't know anything," but he literally just showed you that. He... Okay, anyway, go on. Nambu's a bitter old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nambu doesn't take lessons easily <laughs> unless they're pounded into yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't have a weapon on you, he's not gonna listen. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so to try and prove that he's useful, Satchio goes back to that same factory and tries to steal a prototype gear. Yeah. Um, but he gets caught, and the other kids go to Joe and try to get Joe to rescue him. So he does, he, he goes and ends up fighting that pro, that ex-megaloboxer, which is a cool moment. Just, yes. He's fighting no gear, <laughs> just because his gear, Completely like... Completely shattered. Yeah, immediately. Oh, yeah, this amazing, great prototype. Oh, now yeah. it's busted. You couldn't possibly afford. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was a little confused with this. Okay, stuff. yeah, because, like, the kid brings in, like, this yellow, like, prototype gear with, like, other things so, on it, and then it's, like, all of a sudden gray and orange, which and I, did one, I look away? Which one did he steal? <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> That's the only thing I feel like I missed out on this. He went to steal a gear for Joe, but Joe was using the gear? No, that's not the case. Like, the... Joe is, when he's boxing, he's using, like, the upgraded version of his old gear at that point when he's practicing in the uh, ring under the bridge. Side note, under a bridge, and it just <laughs> is like, yeah, this is this is as easy as it gets. <laughs> it's um, but uh, the kid steals the prototype um, steel-like arms that Is were, that the orange and white? Yeah, the... Okay. Or, yeah, I think they're orange and white. I can't remember the color off the top of my head right now. But like, they're the full the body ones, yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. using like the upgraded ones that apparently still sucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because when they broke, I was like, why would you steal something that sucks? That, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, what follows up though is equally as cool. Yeah. So to go and rescue him, uh, Joe takes on the pro boxer, Potemkin. And, yeah, and um. After even after his his gear breaks, he takes him on no gear, <laughs> and it it is an awesome fight. It yeah. it looks so cool, just the way the way he challenges him still, and um, what's what's his name? Sachio, Sachio uh, says that he can determine like which side he's gonna strike on, how Joe should dodge. Yeah, by Joe, the sound of the gear moving, one is slightly uh, off compared yeah, to the like, other. That's that's a crazy ability. I don't know how you <laughs> how are you not being hired somewhere. He practices hearing <laughs> on the streets. Um but yeah Joe takes him up on his, his little deal and it works out. And right after they beat him Joe just says, come on, like, you're part of the team now. And then we got the crew together, and we're all going to Megalomania, and then afterwards, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the whole crew. I don't think anyone else is going to join up. Yeah, because that corner's getting a little tight. Yeah. 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 That bridge is a little, like, it's not the biggest bridge yeah. in the world. I don't think they have room on the boat. Yeah. It's like, how many street tops are they going to come across that needs yeah. to come with? But, uh, yeah, so that's Megalobox. It's... It's, it's a good third it episode. It's really, really it, good. It is a really good anime in yeah, general. Yeah, in general, like, it is a really good series so far. It's proven itself. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Yeah. I think what's going to hinge on this series is that it started already with such a high bar of adrenaline and hot-bloodedness yeah. that we really got to see how they keep it up and how they continue mm. to raise the stakes in this series. Yeah, I think I, they can do it. I think yeah. so, and yeah. it, it's definitely going to come from... They, like the parallel that they're gonna draw between like Joe and Yuri because essentially they are the same kind of person in the same kind of you know position yeah one's when, leashed and one when, isn't yeah exactly yeah. and to see how they're gonna grow and connect that and play that off each other I'm really hoping that they they do a good job of making sure that we like clearly see how their growth kind of develops towards each other yeah. and like mm -hmm. they're towards themselves because in essence like 
he like Yuri is totally leashed within himself kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's his yeah, prison yeah. that he's built to himself. Like he's he in a leave. kennel. Yeah. 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 He, and but I in, in like uh, only in the sense that like he doesn't want to leave the life that he's really accustomed to at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cuz like he could, he's strong, he can go anywhere, he can do anything he wants, but if he does that, then he's losing his megala megalomania. 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 Megalonia. Megalomania. Um, uh, something that has me curious. Now, I was trying to think this up, but do you guys know how long this show is? Is it thirteen? Is it twenty-four? I'm hoping twenty-four. I don't know because it'll, it'll probably be twenty-four. If it's twenty-four, I'm going to be curious about the pacing on this yeah. because mm. this is these first three episodes and the episodes after it. They're pretty fast-paced. Yeah, like they go through a few things. Yeah, they pack a lot into. They it. pack a mm. lot into it. Like, don't get me wrong, it is well-paced, but I'm trying to see like. 18 episodes in like mm. how are they gonna balance it yeah there's gonna be a lot of fights in there I yeah. would imagine that mm-hmm. they could take about two episodes each but they have to be really good fights yeah. oh yeah right yeah. now the structure we know is that he's he has to have five fights to yeah. even like qualify for Megalonia but even then now you have the top 16 fighters I think or is it the top 8 that actually make it in um want to say eight but i'm not sure i think it might be as high as 16 i think it is as high as 16 because they they do mention that in the first episode Hmm. um when uh yeah when basically um slimy guy (laughs) number tells uh tells joe now joe formerly junk dog I don't know which one I hate more, but whatever. Um, <laughs> They're both great. They're good names. Oh my god, guys! Seriously, Fine. but um, like the fact that like the he tell he basically he's telling them that there's no you're starting from the very bottom and the very bottom is full of so many things and it's physically impossible to fight that many your way into that top sixteen at in three months. Mm. Yeah. So. So we know we got the five to qualify, and then if it is a top 16, then we got eight fights more. So th- that's 13 episodes right there, I think. That yeah. They yeah. Make. yeah. I mean, with him being in 257, yeah. I imagine they're, they're going to skip through <laughs> a True. portion yeah. of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if they really, really wanted to, they could squeeze it all into 13, but I don't think they're going to. I, I think yeah. it'll probably be stretched out. Yeah, probably. Um Really yeah. enjoy yeah. the series. Yeah. Really enjoy so it. Like the old recommendations. God, everybody watch it, sticking please, with it. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few that I'm watching on a week by week basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I found some information. So at least the first season is going to be 13 episodes. Okay. okay. Oh, there okay. you go. Two cores, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably two. Pro- it's probably. Gonna, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're st- going to go for longevity with this one. Yeah. Like, I think there's going to be quite a few seasons out of it, but. Um, can we talk about some of the technical aspects of the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Like, Let's go into it. Former yeah. professional boxer, yeah, Lisa Muir. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I, I boxed. I didn't say I was good. Professional. I was not, not even. Legendary. She was a pro. With 10 knockouts. Lennox Lewis laughed at me once, guys. It was That's a true story. My 10 <laughs> knockouts were me. <laughs> I got hurt going into the ring. And it was an accomplishment. Three weeks. It that's was great. A, that's it a true junk dog mentality. But I learned a few things because, well, I had to because I really sucked. Um, what, and, like, okay, so one thing I noticed that, like, okay, so Joe is clearly a right-handed 
boxer because we can see every single punch that he's throwing all his strong punches are coming from his right side yeah those haymakers yeah but he's in a he's in a right hand he's in a left-handed stance which actually makes that a little bit weaker because you're you're not bringing as much like body power Wait, do you think that could be a plot point later where it's like oh no he's been doing left this entire time i hope so also at the same time that's kind of stupid because when if you were natural like right-handed you would be using a right-handed stance from the get-go well okay so here's the and and like okay so there's a number of those those issues because he also has like a very wide stance for someone who's like focused on speed you wouldn't have a stance that wide because it's not going to get you moving as fast as you want to move kind of thing Mm -hmm. but like i i and i don't think they're gonna really bring up like that that's gonna be like a, a big change because they never really talk about it at all like this right. is something that well i imagine noticed. they never had to talk about it because they were underground boxing against like schmoes Throwing no i meant, I meant for in terms of like talking about it with the audience because mm. i think like unless you like were boxing unless you were or like watch a lot of boxing and stuff like that you'd probably you wouldn't really you yeah. might be very yeah. it'd be very unlikely mm-hmm. that you'd know that's something you'd kind of pick up on what I really want them to do though is to address like changes in that yeah like in the sense that oh hey you've been doing this this whole time you need to be doing this and like really pay attention to all those details because like one of the things I love about the series is like the incredible attention to detail that they have especially in the visuals like yeah. we talked about we talked about the beautiful painterly style and we saw saw like really thick lines and the wonderful like character design that's a really great callback to the original series that this was kind of based off of. Mm -hmm. And then, and the fact, like, we see his calluses every single time, but Yuri doesn't have any calluses, and, like, there's some really neat stuff like that. So, like, for people that would pick up on that, because clearly they they studied and they know, because based on this animation, like, there's no CG whatsoever in this whole thing. To do any of this fight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really nice to see. So, (laughs) as as an animator, you'd have to know this kind of stuff. So it would be really cool to see, just to see, because of their attention to detail, really bring that kind of together towards the end of the mm. series as he grows with his character his fighting style changes a little bit it'd be really really cool to see and that would really hook me so for the whole thing I mean I like it enough I think it's great um, I think I would definitely recommend this anime to anybody right yeah. now if you yeah. just jump in and start this it's a really good anime it's a great great entry point for anyone that wants to start anime for sure and definitely yeah. a highlight for this for the season oh absolutely yeah. Absolutely, especially after last season, guys. It's so nice <laughs> to see something that we all genuinely like. <laughs> How about we move on to the next one? Yeah, uh, all right, so the next series. Okay, I never watched this, so... Uh. <laughs> Which is exactly why I want to hear what Lisa's yeah, interpretation what you, of Oh my gosh, series okay, says. so this is what I think is about. I just I only saw, like, a still, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, you know what, I figured you would ask me this, so I didn't even bother reading up on the Wikipedia. I'm like, you know what? Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going to go in. So, okay, so it's it's about this cutie, and her name is Honey. Mm-hmm, okay. And uh, she's probably got, I know she has, like, multicolored hair of some color. I don't know which on this still she was. I'm going to assume it's, like, the pink, like, fuchsia-y color okay. one. Am I close? Am I good? Uh, that's one of them. That's You're at least on the track. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so she's going to, you know, find herself and save the world somehow and experience like character growth throughout and make lots of friends while you're while just doing now you're now you're just describing what anime is yeah she's just describing to me what anime is you're talking about how stories work really. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a bad person and she's got a no, bad person God. or multiple bad people and God this is making me as frustrated as Lisa explains an anime <laughs> yeah right we're now. getting one early and she's lots <laughs> there's, there's lots of honeys 
No. No. Oh, I mean, well, okay, technically, probably. technically, that's true. Yes. It's in space. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I didn't know the anything about the Cutie Honey universe until about eight hours before we recorded this podcast, and I was like, I need to watch this, and I plop, and I put it on at work on another monitor, and then I was like, wow, this isn't what I was expecting, and it quickly became, wow, this isn't very good. Yeah. Wait, are they swimming? Are they swimmers? No. Are they magical no. girls? No. no. They're not magical girls? They are magical girls. They're magical. Well, it's one android. magical girl. It's one magical girl, really. Magical android yeah. girl. Is it an android? She's an android. She's an There's android. no antenna. How is that a requirement? Yes. What? <laughs> Ask Data. No, she watched the Jetsons geez. and she's just like, that's an android. <laughs> well, it's close to space, guys. No, <laughs> anyway, no you're not. Tell space. me about this anime, guys. Okay, so let's start with episode one. <laughs> so, Honey Katsuragi. Uh, yeah, she gets called into this hostage situation. Um, there's an evil organization known as Panther Claw, and they've gotten like a bunch of people from... I want to say France? Somewhere. They're, yeah, somewhere. It's yeah. not really important at all. But they're, uh, they're taken hostage, and Honey shows up to stop them. Um, she transforms. They're, it turns out that they're after this device that Honey has. And uh, it's not really explained anything what that device is, but she transforms into Cutie Honey, which is the pink-haired... Fuchsia hair color girl. So I was kind of right there. Yeah. Okay. We said okay. you were on the track. Yeah. There. You're on the you're on the right track. And um, as cutie honey, she fights against Panther Claw, and she defeats them. There was a bad guy. I was right. Okay, that's ten oh. for ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. So, but helping her is this inspector, Gennett or Janet? Gadget. No. no. <laughs> Lisa, stop. <laughs> We're actually explaining the podcast. <laughs> Lisa, no. Inspector Janet. Yeah. yeah, so Inspector right, Janet, right. um, she basically just gives Honey a lot of compliments, tells her how amazing and beautiful she is, and you get a lot of lesbian overtone, undertones, whichever. Well, that's cute. It's, it's, it's really not that subtle. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, after that, we get the shot of the, the leader of Panther Claw. A woman named Sister Jill, and we see her creating these Panther Claw members. Yeah, and that's basically the first episode. And I hate this first episode. I oh, hate yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I hate it's it so much. Bad. Because even as a fan of Cutie Honey, I didn't know where we were starting the story. I yeah. had no like. This is my first introduction to the Cutie Honey universe, and, and I it's was the like, "Worst one you could have." What? What, <laughs> yeah. what is happening here? What is? Well, who is she? Why can she transform? What's going on? Who's Panther Claw? Wait, why are these characters? Wait, why is the main villain dressing up as an inspector? And <laughs> is everyone too dumb to notice it? So, can't Panther Claw is a person? Panther no, Claw is an organization. organization. It is the organization. Yeah. Okay, I'm, re- I'm reading it. I'm reading up on this, and I just listened to your thing. Cool. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. is not the best way to start. To, for reference, I went to the original Kitty Honey anime and I watched the first episode of that, and it does it so much better. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it explains to you who the characters are, not, uh, not who, um, like, that. 
I imagine it actually explains how the characters are instead of just like, hey, you know, um, like there's a girl and she's going to uh, save the world. Well, yeah, I you, guess or you like get save her the day. Story. Yeah, you get her origin story, and it's just this is in media res and uh, watching the second episode or third episode because you could do an in media res introduction yeah. and then introduce stuff later. Yeah, but this show never does that. It, in, it does it, it with the quiet... second episode, but yeah. it's so brief. It's just like okay, yeah, here we go, Whoop. and uh, no, it's not done well. Yeah. This is not a good show. I also want to say for a 50th anniversary project, this doesn't have a budget. <laughs> it looks so cheap. Yeah, which is, I so they keep doing this gravity tunnel looking thing every time they get into a fight. Yeah, and it's basically an excuse to just have a blue background, CGI and, background, yeah, and background, like nothing yeah. else. And it feels bad. <laughs> I will say this is that I don't like the art style at all, but I will say it's minimalistic, and the fight scenes, as a result, can look somewhat dynamic. That's when, the- when they're not on that blue background, I enjoy them. Yes. Um, but they're there so often. <laughs> so they're just, like, floating in the middle of nowhere, and it, it just feels cheap. Yeah. And it sucks because we've been getting a lot of Go Nagai works lately. Don't make cry, baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And even going back to like their Mazinger remake. Yeah. And those felt a lot higher budget than this. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how cheap can we go? Like, how much money can we spend and make this like a cash grab? Because this kind of feels like it a feels cash like grab. A grab. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, hey, we're honoring the 50th anniversary or something. Meg- like Megalobox, that is like, we're That's honoring the honor. 50th. Yeah. That is like, that is an honor. We're title. like, we are taking the <laughs> reputation and the history of Ashitano Joe and we are turning it into something new, something exciting while still featuring much of the same themes. Yeah. And Cutie Honey Universe is like, well, what if we just like, <laughs> Said it, and everything's normal, nothing's changed, and it requires you to know everything about that. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, here's the thing. I, I, From an outsider, and just what I know about the peripherals, about the whole thing, like, okay, at least when they took Devilman Crybaby, mm. there were additional studios involved in the creation of the whole thing, right? Yeah. And so there was a little bit more budget and a little bit more, like, diversity, whereas here, there's... Who's the studio for this? This studio is... Um, production read. That's it. What have they done? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I like I don't know that. Like studio. that's like that's no. Like to be honest, you wouldn't ask me like if you were asking me like oh what name some anime studios I'd be like could get three or four off pretty well. Yeah. But otherwise, like yeah. So what have they done? Yeah. So they did in another world with my smartphone. And did you guys watch that? Was that last yeah. season or the season that before? That was a uh, season like before. Season before. Yeah, and was, that sounds like trash. It's really not great. Yeah, it's Death March. It's Death March. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought we were watching when we were watching Death March. I'm like, what? I've seen this one. <laughs> well, okay, Preston, let me tell you this. Don't watch In Another World, my smartphone. Yeah. yeah. I will take your advice. You and, and watch it. I will not watch it. You should not watch it. Um, God. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on to episode two of Kitty Honey Universe. Uh, Woo! Um, the origin. So Honey's sitting down with Inspector Jeanette, and she explains her origin story, which is um, basically just her dad gave his life away to protect her. Which it, let me just tell you why this origin story doesn't make sense. Wait, <laughs> is, is this <laughs> like is this different from the origin story of like the original one, or is this just really, an extremely no. glossed over version? So it's it's that, a little glossed over, so but it's just, mostly the same. So it's the origin story in general is bad. Yeah. So so let me tell you the only problem with the origin story. So this this inspector or this uh, doctor makes 
honey. And he makes her because he wants a daughter. He, he, he wants to just make this normal high school girl. And it's nice. And then he sends her off to the school, this like all girls school. And I don't. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, and um, he he basically just like keeps her away because there's evil people who want to like hurt her. Evil. And then the moment the evil people attack him, he calls her back. <laughs> Please, <laughs> daughter, help. And I'm I just don't understand why yeah. he would do this. And then he explains that oh she can transform into cutie honey and battle against these guys. I mean, props to the programming skills on this guy for allowing that. If she could fight, why would he send her away in the first place? <laughs> yeah. I also hate what this device is called. Yeah, so this device... Oh, yeah, the name of it. Which makes no sense. It is called... What is it? The, the Airborne... Air, element. The Airborne, fi- Airborne Element Fixing Device. What? That That's just a bunch of words. It fixes. That was like, hey, okay, so what have we got? I need to name this. He looks at a dictionary and just flips to like, this, <laughs> this, this. The, yep, that's this the name of it. doesn't feel like going to guy naming. Because he usually names things so cool. Yeah, this is the most literal name. Yeah. That, like, it's, For it's, an antimatter kind of device. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And what's worse is it doesn't really tell you what it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... But not, everyone wants the device. Yeah, but what's important about this origin story is that when Honey gets called back, she finds a motorcycle and transforms into what is it, biker Honey, Hurricane Honey, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Hurricane Honey, I believe, which is basically the point of the series. The point of the series is they got a different famous voice actress to voice all of Cutie Honey's different forms. Right. And that is it. They've marketed it so much, they, they don't reveal who any of the voice actresses are, and that is the key to the series, basically. That's so dumb. Yep. Yeah. No, that is... Yeah. Oh, oh that is just so bad. <laughs> yeah. God, that is just like... Oh. Because um, Honey's I feel almost forms, offended by that. Honey's different forms haven't made an appearance in a long time. So, yeah, basically her origin story is just, I want revenge for my dad. And that is why she's going after Panther Claw. I mean, there have been worse origin stories. There have. But it, that is still a... It's really bare bones. It's, yeah, it's not that good. Yeah. Isn't Cutie Honey's, like, whole big shtick with Gona guys that this was the first, like, female shonen protagonist? That's why it was a big mm. deal, which... No wonder why, it's so simplistic. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> work I mean, as well this now. this came out in, what, 68? So like like originally the yeah. original manga like sixty eight sixty nine on anime aired in the seventies sometime like yeah these weren't the most complicated plots by any stretch of the means yeah it, it worked really well back then and I still like it now I just it doesn't yeah have any depth to it, it I was hoping any, they would add a little more to it it doesn't have like any modern twist to it yeah my only problem with it was when I compared it to the first episode of the original anime. Honey's reaction to her father's death seemed a lot more believable. Yeah. Like, she looked a lot more distraught. And even their relationship in general, the way that he talks to her, he talks about her like it's his daughter. In this, it was about two seconds of that. It was just, you're my daughter, and then he died. (laughs) And I don't know. Yeah, and then the awkward, like, voicemail. Yeah. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, they left it all in a message. And it it just seemed rushed. That was my only problem with that. But anyways, moving on. So, uh, they're interrupted by another incident. Panther Claws up to their old tricks of 
killing people. Yes, that's what they do. Stealing jewels, killing people. Yep. And uh, they go, and Honey has another fight, and she stops her. She stops a monster. That's about it. And that's that's the whole episode. I, I was riveted during this part. No, I wasn't. Uh, at this point, I was just. I think I had given up on the show somewhere through episode one when I was like, this, what is this? And then at episode two, like watching it, I could just feel myself be like, okay, time to check Twitter again. Oh, what hap- oh okay, something happened. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, playoff news. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, the, the order of the episodes is very weird. Yeah, because if you don't know Cutie Honey... The first episode teaches you nothing about her. Yeah, and then when we actually learn stuff about her, it's like, I don't think you had to make a whole episode about this. No. This could have been a three-minute introduction, just tagged on to the first episode, and we could have got going. Yep. And it would have made a better first episode. Yep. Still leaving me, like, now, confused. There is one thing that, as a Cutie Honey fan, this is something I do find interesting. I don't know if it's going to be explored properly. It won't. But I like that they are trying Spoilers. to add to Sister Jill as a character, like the villain. Yeah, surprisingly, that's the only character that's I the, actually care for. It's the only good thing they're doing with the series. They are adding... Because normally she's just, oh, I want the matter device, and yeah. that's all she ever says. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, it's nice that she seems like a character. Yeah. Like, we're seeing her outside of just watching Honey. What do you think of her being, like, the side inspector? I like it, but it's a little too obvious, yeah. considering how she looks. The character design <laughs> kind of gives it away. Looks exactly like <laughs> Sister Dill, just wearing a leather jacket. But it's... no one can find out. The police yeah. suck in this show. Like, Oh, yeah, the police are complete jokes. Oh, I yeah. mean, they're so incompetent. Yeah, you look at Seiji's dad, and it's oh, just... Seiji's dad. <laughs> so that's a character that could have only existed in the 60s. Yeah, that's an ode to the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, um, he's pervy, he's gross, they, they sexualize honey a lot. Constantly stripping. Yeah, it is not good. <laughs> For today's standard, no. <laughs> yeah, just not, hold up. But, um, moving on to episode three. Um, so, this one's mostly about honey's best friend, Natsuko. And Natsuko is usually seen as either just a schoolgirl or a police inspector. Those are basically her only two styles that they've had throughout the years. Oh, really? Yeah, and I like the police inspector version of her a lot more, because she's just a lot more badass. This one is just... This one gets a little added on thing with episode one that we didn't address that really (laughs) creeped me out was the ending. (laughs) Where where Cutie returns to the room and she's just strapped in ropes, basically like like half naked yeah, just they like, do that oh, yeah this is normal let's, yeah. let's have a tickle fight yeah like, what the school has a lot of that stuff going on yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah god <laughs> but yeah so um she gets to meet inspector janet for the first time and janet gives her a white rose it's very nice it's a looking sort of romance thing which if you haven't paid attention to the first episode was like the rose that sister jill gave the girls which then turned blood red this is foreshadowing and if you don't get this by this point like (laughs) yeah i was like oh look it's the monster device (laughs) that's basically it um but yeah so janet asked not to go out on a date which was nice and random. Not creepy. Yeah. I mean, like, I, how what, old like, is Janet supposed to be? I mean, like, she looks like in her Natsuko 40s. Natsuko is yeah. clearly like a high school girl, yeah. and she looks like late 30s, early 40s. And I'm like, 
yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a relationship that, like, yeah, someone called the cops. Oh, wait, you are the cops. What is this? No. <laughs> yeah, but the whole date was basically just so Janet could learn about Cutie Honey, like, find out her weaknesses somehow. Yeah, not suspicious at all. Yeah. Hey, you've ever heard about this kind of, like, anti-matter device that might be in her, you know? Yeah. I could, I could do some details very about little that. sense. I was like, that's not a date topic. So, <laughs> you don't talk about that. Can you kill Cutie Honey in any way? Like, just stab her a bunch of times or something? Yeah, could that work out? biggest weakness? Yeah. But Natsuko thinks nothing of this. No, um, no, it's just normal date talk. Yeah. Yeah, normal date talk. <laughs> they go to a department store. I know when I go on dates. <laughs> the girl I'm with just asks. What's your biggest weakness? <laughs> What's your biggest weakness? And I answer... Honestly, it's and not even that's why I don't get this. It's not even what's your biggest weakness. It's what's your best friend's biggest weakness. <laughs> Honestly, that's on my Tinder profile. What's Remington's biggest weakness? If you can't answer this, no date. I need you to tell me your best friend's weakness. Um, he lives like a thousand kilometers away. Why do you need to know this? It's like, oh, just for reasons. Well, okay, here it is. They're very important reasons. Exactly. Nah. Um, but yeah, the shopping mall gets taken over by Black pa- by Panther Claw. Black oh Panther. no! <laughs> uh, Panther Claw. And it turns out it's one of their secret hideouts. I don't know how that works. I mean, I malls have- make the perfect secret hideouts. Like you gotta go for the most l- the most obvious place is the least obvious place for secret hideouts. I suppose. <laughs> right behind the Manchu Walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with the, like yeah. it's the Manchu walk not the McDonald's next to it if you go into the McDonald's gang to a secret base you're just gonna get a bunch of confused fried cooks <laughs> so this minion of of Claw turns mannequins into like living monsters and the honey goes in and beats them and that's it <laughs> That is this episode. And there was another fight sequence that yeah. we all love. these fight sequences so much. Loved it. So much. It's just every time you get that blue background, I'm like, why? When I saw that for the first time, like, I was confused. I was like, w- did they just, like, create a sphere, like, this reality thing that they're fighting in now? Is this a reality marble from Fate or something? <laughs> and uh, then it happened again. I was like, oh, no, they're just cheap. Yeah. So this cyclone thing is like exclusive to Universe. It doesn't it's ex- show. Yeah, it's exclusive. Oh. Yeah. Way to just say we have no budget for backgrounds. That's the problem. I, was, I saw it and I knew. I was like, oh, this is why they're doing this. Yeah. It's just because they don't want to animate the fights, which is really weird considering that mall wasn't that populated. No. Could have just been an empty yeah. mall. <laughs> I mean, shopping malls have been declining in popularity around the world over the past two decades due to a variety of reasons, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Maybe the people in the mall are all holograms. It's a fake mall. Uh, or maybe this <laughs> Or maybe this mansion walk just ain't popular. <laughs> um but yeah, the episode ends with a bunch of Honey's friends getting white roses, which they think is great, but now Natsuko is thinking maybe they're not so good. Maybe those white roses are turning people into baddies. <laughs> and she's not thinking, is Sister Jill cheating on me? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, well, because Sister Jill just disappeared <laughs> during the fight. She, or sorry, she Inspector a, Jeanette. Yeah, not, Inspector Jeanette. She's not Sister Jill. You're right. <laughs> she's not. Because of that, Natsuko now thinks maybe she's a villain. <laughs> maybe. maybe. It's either she's a villain or we're going on the next season of The Bachelorette. These roses got to yeah. mean something. 
Guys, I'm really disappointed for this season. Guys, oh, yeah. This whole I mean, series uh, makes me sad. You haven't convinced me to actually watch this. Because I don't want you to. Yeah, why would we want you to watch this? Like, I got through half of episode three, and I was just like, I have better things to do in my time. And then I watched other anime, and I also regretted watching that. So it was a never-ending... It was a bad day for me, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Wow. Okay, seriously, I'm still waiting for, like, the revenge of the Death March suggestion. And... Uh. The fact that you're still you're not using this as that ammunition and that it, you say this show doesn't worse. make this show doesn't make me angry. Oh. Yeah, like, this it one doesn't hurt me. Like I don't know, you guys seem pretty. You guys seem pretty hurt right now. Like I'm, I'm just looking dejected. at a room full of people who are just kind of like. Uh. It's well, just like for a 50th anniversary project. Yeah. This does no justice to the character or the author. Like, I don't think I was expecting it to be a super amazing series that would completely change how I look at Cutie Honey. But I was expecting proper service to the series. Like, yeah. And I, I didn't like get that. Like, this and Megalobox are really, like, polar opposite ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you have expected Megalobox to be like, oh, this is, like, an okay show. Like, maybe it won't reach the heights of Ashitono Joe or anything? Yeah, I expected, oh, they're going to just copy a lot of what we've seen in Ashitono And then Joe, it evolves it a- into something better. Yeah. And no, they started yeah. the bar way higher. Yeah. Yeah. And Cutie Honey's starting the bar as low as it can and possibly going to end off on a, it was okay. No, I kinda, was, I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of want to check back in like later on, like just look at the, like skim through some of the episodes just to see if the bar can be lowered further. It probably can. From what I've heard, this is a 12 episode anime. And if it is, bless, it has no time to get better. Imagine if it was twenty-four episodes, though. Imagine that if it lasted all the way, all the way to the fall. So most cutie honey series are twenty-five episodes because you need that amount of time to actually tell the real story of cutie honey. Yeah, and this. What you're saying is, I'm not getting the real story. You're not getting the dirt. Uh, I'm not getting in the (laughs) dirt here. I'm getting the dirt. You're getting the trash. We want the dirt. <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is bad. If anything, all I can say is watch Gainax's version of Kitty Honey. That's yep. yeah. three episodes, and it's a way better story than this one. Stick to the classics. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um... I think we're done with that one. Yeah, we Thankfully. are definitely done. God. We'll have to, at the end of the season, though, guys, remember. Oh, it's coming back. Come back. It's coming, it's coming back. back. Uh, I might watch it by then. No promises. No, you won't. <laughs> no, no, I won't watch it. Let's be real here, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna. It's going to be my number one anime for the end of the season. Because <laughs> <laughs> they go in space, right? They go in space. It's all <laughs> said space. Go space, yeah. Space! <laughs> There's a turtle. <laughs> I just want to know why there's so many honeys because they all have different names and I kind of want I have more. an answer for you I can. I have an answer for you, you don't need to watch the show it's marketing and sales purposes cool, yeah. cool, let's all be honeys no <laughs> I'm not giving in to their pyramid scheme <laughs> okay um, let's let's change the subjects. Let's talk about something better and go into our recommendations. All right, it's recommendation time. Yeah, we're going to talk. I'll pick an anime that we all love and think people need to watch. Or... Love, quote unquote. Hey, <laughs> are you telling me that you didn't like Garcia's Way? It's <laughs> 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 the best recommendation of the show yet. Guys, I've watched it ten times. Oh man. <laughs> All right, um, Lisa, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off. Okay, so my recommendation's a really good one, and I know you're going to like this one, Remington. Oh. I picked this one just for you. It's called A Lull in the Sea. No oh, way. I've seen this one. No way. What do you mean, no way? We picked the same series? <laughs> no way! 
<laughs> we picked the same one. And I was going to say, wow, you're going to love this, Lisa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That Paul, is have you actually heard of this amazing. Before? I, I've watched it before, but it is not my recommendation for the week, so I'm sorry I can't create a triangle. Okay, well, I haven't watched this. Okay, so me so. and Remington, let's yes. tag team this one since it's both our recommendation. Yeah. We, we need to communicate a little better. We do. I, I did I not. I wanted it to be, it to be a but, surprise because I was like, oh, I bet you never heard this one. <laughs> I'm going to get so stunned and watch this. And I see, I had a nicer, nicer idea. I picked it because I'm like, oh, Remington will love this and we can have a little chat and a little cry over it because like yeah it's no. really good. but this is the problem when we're both in each other's heads <laughs> yeah yeah all yeah. right okay anyway both so recommending bad anime no <laughs> no not this no. one definitely not this one so um <laughs> essentially the story is about um the in the society that's created there are two sets of humans one that lives on the ocean floor and yes. one that lives on land and um so there is an obvious tension between the two people. Yeah. Um, it does delve into the idea of like uh, racism and and uh, a, a really interesting, in really interesting and predictable but unpredictable. Uh, ways. Yeah, I wouldn't say that that theme is really the main theme of the series. No, no, it's just more of a background thing. Yeah. Um. It, but it comes up really prominently throughout the plot. Yeah. Plot. So it does handle it well. Plot. Yeah, it does. It does pretty well. So essentially, the story is uh, focuses on uh, our main hero. Um, and I forgot the hero's name. Um, <laughs> I would just say Hikari. it focuses on a group of a, children. Hikari is the main hero, right? Yeah, it focuses yeah. on a group it, of children. Yeah, because it mainly focuses um, on all of them. Um, it, it begins with a group of children that come from the sea. Yes. And uh, they're attending a school that has both sea people and land people. Yeah, because their school was closed down. Yeah. So, so now they have to go on land for the first time. Yeah, and um, so basically it's just a struggle to kind of like find their common ground between each other and... It is a coming of age story. Yeah, it, it feels like such a relatable story. Just if you've ever been like the new person to any group, yeah. that yeah. is what this is. It uh, is your first day of school. And yeah, you're all surrounded by new people. You have no idea what to expect. Breaking down those social barriers yeah. and actually starting conversations exactly. to grow relationships. And then it takes like a more um, it takes a turn. Yeah, a more ethereal turn towards the end. Yeah, uh, or not towards the end, but towards the middle of the series when um, we start to learn a lot about like the the lore and the folk uh, yes. the the mythology behind like the the god of the sea, who actually yeah. is like a physical person. Yeah, in, a in very interesting character. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> He's great. He really, really cool. Um, and so, w when we realize that there there's uh, a disruption in the uh, actual society um, because of uh, I can't remember exactly. It's something to do with the fact it's that they population. I thought it was population control or something. Like well, that. okay. So there's a there's a thing that happens every um, hundred years, something like, something that? like that. Something like that. Every every after a certain amount of time where uh, the people in the sea have to actually hibernate for a period of time. Yeah. And the lead up towards that is, I guess that's kind of like a metaphor for like uh, old tradition Having versus them, new tradition. Yeah. Because the kids who are on the land now, now that they've learned like their land... They don't want yeah. to have to like be restricted to these old, old ways. Exactly. And then... Mm. It's really good because at the same time we're dealing with them just growing up in general and like they are just learning about relationships and stuff like that and all of this gets in the way of what they should be doing and what they want to do. Or rather not what they should be is like what's expected by yeah, society expected by kind of thing. And um, yeah, it, it gets, it goes really dark really yeah. fast. Yeah. Like really dark, really, really, really fast. And then 
does an incredible time leap by the end of the second half of this of uh, the season the yeah. series. Um, and it just it's guys, I can't recommend this one enough. How it's long beautiful. is the show? Twenty five episodes. Twenty five. Twenty six so episodes. Full, so it's a full show. Yeah, okay. it's a full show. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Um, the characters are great and they grow so much. Like yeah. every character has some sort of growth to them by the end. Of yeah, the actually, yeah. every single character. Yeah. There's not one that is left out of that. Yeah, and I think I, okay. And so you know how we always complain about the time jumps yeah. and how often it's not handled properly. This one makes first off, it makes plot sense for a change, <laughs> and. It's handled really well because you do actually see a distance in, like, a change between the characters in that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. real significant, tangible change, which is kind of neat. Yeah, just so. not, it's not even just their personality, it's like their life situations have changed. Yeah. Just with how they're yeah. living, yeah. And there, and character changes, and, like, there there is real, like, that growth thing yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I really can't. I can't believe we both picked this one. I know, it's amazing! <laughs> But and it's it's so like it's so beautiful too like um, uh, it it like the um the fact that it's it's just it's really well animated it has gorgeous 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 backgrounds and and landscape design and yeah. the whole thing and it's a PA um, works one it's an, yeah it's yeah. animated by people who do uh, Angel Beats yeah okay yeah so it's great um yeah highly recommend it you literally cannot yeah. Do if you want to jump into like a a, a good that's a really good slice shonen, of life yeah slice of life yeah this is probably the best one to start with uh it sets the bar really really high yeah so yeah now nah, lucky star yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah good choice Remington yeah <laughs> anyway that's our recommendation okay <laughs> cool. What's yours? So it's Lucky Star. <laughs> now, uh, because of Megalo Box, I, I revisited uh, my favorite boxing anime as well, uh, Hajime no Ippo. All right. And mm. for those who have never heard about Hajime no Ippo before, it is this, it's a shonen boxing anime about uh, this young boy named Ippo who is, co who is continuously bullied uh, by school. He's basically working as like an errand boy for, for, for his bullies and such. Uh, and he, he lives a nice, simple, quaint life with his mom. He, uh, he runs a fishing boat company with her, uh, but he has no aspirations in life. He doesn't, he, he, he's content with where he is, even though it's the worst possible place you could be. <laughs> uh, but one day he sees, uh, this big muscular man, uh, doing jogging work and stuff. He sees that, oh, he, he, he's built like a boxer. He beats up. Uh, Ippo's bullies for him, and then he says, come with me, kid. I'm going to show you something. And this man is Takamura, who inspires Ippo to take up the sport of boxing. He says, uh, hit this tree, grab ten leaves, and I'll take you to the gym. You'll be able to start participating in lessons. And that through that, Ippo starts looking at tapes of old uh, boxing champions like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. He uh, starts to take uh, the training really seriously, and you basically see this whole journey of him going from uh, just a just a gym goer to an amateur boxer to champion of the featherweight division in Japan, and over the course of uh, hundreds of episodes and thousands of chapters, if you're keeping up with the manga, um, it's just a really heartwarming story, and you really connect to the characters and their struggles. Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, um, I've always wanted to get into Hajime no Evo, but it's, it's intimidating it to get so into. It is so long. It's How? actually over a thousand chapters. It's the same problem I have with One Piece, and that's yeah. it's yeah. like it's because it's so far along. It's like I don't know. How long is the anime it. though? Uh, first, uh, first big part is around a hundred or so episodes, and okay. then I think it has two more series, yep. which have about twenty-five each. And then it has one movie, Champion Road. Now, is this one where we have to start from the beginning? I think. Or is there a good entry point? I think for me, I actually started with Champion Road, where he's he's already established as a champion. And he's mm-hmm. actually doing his first title defense because it was so beautifully animated and, and brought all of those elements together. I got to see like uh, introduction, great introductions to all the characters and and see the setup. But it actually motivated me. Like, I want to see how he how he actually got to this level. Mm-hmm. Because he he is just a very simple character. It's kind of like a, a Japanese Rocky story in a way. Yeah. Uh, w- with the with even the way he boxes, like it's a turtle style. Um, it, a majority of his fights are won through like his sheer determination and heart. No matter the challenge, he's gonna keep getting back up and he's gonna keep uh, punching his way till till he wins. Um, but uh, what what I said is that it, it motivated me to to go through his whole journey. Mm-hmm. And and through that, I got to experience every other character's journey that I really enjoyed. Takamura is a great one. Aoki, Kimura, um, and, and even like great title fights against uh, uh, enemies like Mashiba, Date, Eji. They were so good at pacing the fights, mm-hmm. so good at making me feel invested in them. And there's a reason why this sh- this manga continues and why it continues to get shows is because it's just so fun to watch. Cool. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. And Preston? All right, so to summarize the recommendations so far, we have, like, heartfelt uh, tale, a very inspiring story. So let's go the exact opposite direction because <laughs> right. I'm going to talk about one of uh, my favorite shows specifically OVA series uh, Helsing Ultimate oh, oh yeah okay. yes Which, yes 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 for those who are unaware is a show that focuses on the organization called Helsing which is based out of England and combats uh, the undead and other supernatural forces um the main operative, or the most powerful operative to say, is the most glorious, <laughs> glorious one-man army to ever um, make it into anime. It's Alucard, which is Dracula spelled backwards. Um, he because is the, that's how anime treats all like vampire-esque. I mean, hey, if, Castle, if Castlevania did it, why can't they? Yeah. Um, and he is the fir- very first vampire and also the most powerful vampire in existence. And due to um, being defeated by Abraham Van Helsing after the events of Dracula, like 100 years ago, he just swore loyalty to the family, which controls this organization. And he's their main operative, which basically means he goes around with two pistols <laughs> and <laughs> massacres hundreds of thousands of zombies, vampires, and other supernatural forces and it is rendered in beautiful gory detail yeah overall and while the first part of the uh ova series because there was an anime television series with its own original ending and then an ova series which has a much higher quality of animation and strictly follows the manga's uh storyline um it starts off like 
what seems to be like a couple of loose supernatural occurrences, like unrelated, eventually coalesce into Nazi vampires are <laughs> hiding in South America. <laughs> and then they cross South America on new and improved Zeppelins and begin bombing London and killing the and like starting World War Three all over like starting world kicking off world war three with a very big vein oh and also all the nazis are if i neglect to mention that i i want to emphasize this all the nazis are vampire soldiers (laughs) 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 and it is a very over-the-top series it's well known for its animation and then for its action scenes its depictions of violence which are often very very horrific do not show this to any young children please uh but Part of the reason that I keep liking it is that at the end, like throughout it, there's this sadness to almost all the main characters of like, yeah, they're either fighting the supernatural or they are supernatural. And they're all cursed to be like, yeah, "Yeah, they are fighting this horrific evil things, but like they're monsters in the end, whether that's like the Helsing organization, the Catholic church, well, the Nazis are clearly Nazis and bad, but like some of the people in there are just like, yeah, they are doing this because they have no choice. Yeah, as silly as it sounds on paper, it's a really dark series. Yeah, yeah, like, it is exceptionally dark. Yeah, and it also has a very satisfying ending. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, like yeah. It, yeah, I never saw the original. I've only seen the mm-hmm. ultimate that you're talking about. Don't well, um, yeah. There's they change a couple of things in the yeah. original one, but yeah, Helsing Ultimate. If you're in the mood for a very well done uh, action. Uh, action horror anime also has a very good dub by the way i might yeah, add it yeah, has a yeah, spectacular yeah. dub um Pretty give helsing ultimate a shot yeah. yeah oh yeah great recommendation yeah good recommendation guys yeah guys good week for recommendations mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of good takeaways yeah um so I, i'm gonna take over your hosting duties for a second remington <laughs> all right so we, we've made a little change this week uh i'm not gonna be recanting an anime because i'm running out of animes to talk about so this week it's it's remington's turn to take up the mantle of our special our special bonus ending and we're going to start a new chapter in the anime research society podcast with a new segment i like to call remington's shonen heart Remington's Shonen Heart is brought to you straight from the depths of his shonen soul, reminding us all of the springtime of youth, a time in all of our lives, showing us how to break our own limits and truly find our own hearts. When you lose, do it honorably. When you win, win with a bad attitude. That's my principle. Chogasaki Gagamaru Madaka Box. This has been another touching episode of Remington's Shonen Heart, brought to you straight from the depths of his shonen soul, reminding us all of the springtime of youth, a time in all of our lives, showing us all how to break our own limits and truly find our own hearts. I feel something. That was truly special. I feel that I am ascending the limits of my body. It was Um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, guys, that about wraps us up. So thanks for listening. Tune in to CG Magazine, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app to listen to the continuing adventures of Anime Research Society. Brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink Podcast. Have a question or a comment for the Society? Tweet us at A underscore R underscore Society, or find us all on Twitter at Lisa. What's your Twitter? Oh, I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's. Cole? At Kaiser underscore Watson. Preston? At Preston Dosa, spelt Z-S-A. And I'm at Remington Joseph. Hold on a second. Since we're going into our Twitters, I think we have a public service announcement that kind of carried over from mm. Pixels and Ink. For those people that didn't That's listen right. to Pixels and Ink, um, Cole has a really sad story, and it's very important that we talk about it now that we all know our Twitter. Yeah, so Twitter open your hearts. We're running a, a touching campaign because, uh, unfortunately, during one of my house showings, uh, I lost something very dear to me. I lost my Diddy Kong Smash Amiibo to some <laughs> unknowing thief. He lost his Diddy. I lost Preston, my Diddy. this is not a laughing matter. I know. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this to me. I have no idea. So we're running a great campaign I'm called, so sorry. called Hashtag Found Your Diddy. And I, and I would love if you could just send those to me at Kaiser underscore Watson. Oh it would really God. help. And, you know, really help heal the heart. Please, so if you guys know where Cole's Diddy is, just... Tell us where it is and hashtag. Someone send it to him. Um, our, I just want to say that our Diddy. prayers are with your Diddy. Yeah. Just, uh, we hope you find them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can also leave a comment at cgmagonline.com. <laughs> want more from CG Magazine and Pixels and Ink? Follow us on Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, or Instagram at CG Magazine, and YouTube, CG Magazine. From everyone here at the Anime Research Society, happy researching. <laughs>